0: Go Lite selects, brought to you by Sky. Watch new, exclusive, and unmissable content only on Sky. On go out, go out, go out. the momento. Oh, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's still not working.
1: Younger mm-hmm. than springtime, oh, am I? I might have to go into Younger system Younger than springtime, yes, I will. System settings, okay. Yes listeners this is what we do every week while Aiden fiddles with his digital controls I amuse myself little, by singing me- songs input, output, from output, 40s music I there we a go a bunch of coconuts oh Are you our, here
0: oral sex in my ears Are you here I'm here are you there
1: Let's do it yeah.
0: Well, like a creaking old machine, we have cranked almost into gear to kick off 2023 with the first episode of this year of Go Selects, a Go Loud original, brought to you by Sky with Simon Delaney, me, Aiden Power, and our producer, John Casey.
1: Happy New, Happy year, new gents. year, gentlemen. Seasons, Stations greetings, and let's hope 23 is a belter. Seasons, frustrations. No, felicitations on the I thing. Oh, I,
0: I, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, the, the, the only resolution, guys, we care about on this podcast yeah, is yeah, um, yeah. is 4K Ultra HD resolution. Right? Isn't that right? Because we talk about <laughs> television and film. I thought of that about that this morning, but uh, I was no. very proud of myself. No reaction. Okay. What's new? Some Did things you? haven't changed, folks. It's a new year, but my jokes just <laughs> still want to slap your face. <laughs> Technically it wasn't even a joke.
1: I love you, Aiden Power. That was a movie, wasn't it?
0: It's uh it, it got close to being made and then they realised no one loved me enough to actually make it. It wasn't true so enough. A question. If,
1: if they do when, you mean when they make that movie, who who's playing you in the in the movie?
0: <laughs> that short film <laughs> in every sense. Oh, no. Who's playing me in my movie? Well, is it yeah. arrogant to suggest that I could play and you could give me the acting lesson, Simon?
1: Yes, it is, yeah. Plus okay, I wouldn't punish it was you. I don't think you can play you.
0: <laughs> I'm not very good at being myself.
1: Uh, and also there has to be someone then who, because the name of the movie is I Love You, Aiden Pearce," someone has to love you. So, John, who would that be? God, I don't know. Um, oh, I have a long
2: list of, of, of good
0: co-stars we could cast for that. I'd come up with them a lot quicker than I'd come up with who'd play me.
1: Could be an unrequited love. Fucking what's new? Well, you never know. 2023, 20, we've had a couple of strange years. The last couple of years, it couldn't happen, Aiden. <laughs>
0: Do you know what, in the grand scheme of things, it wouldn't be the worst thing that could happen in 2023.
1: Well, you say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people be pining for the chaos and madness of 2022 if that does happen. Anyway, we digress. Welcome on and all. Hope everyone had a nice break and got to enjoy it with your loved ones. And as we stumble our way into 2023, we are back with recommendations of uh, TV, film, and any other good stuff that you can consume with your eyeballs and your ears. And the one we're going to kick off, lads, from Sky is Rosie Malloy gives up everything. Waiter, your best champagne, please. So you got three duties: stag do, get me to the altar, and the speech. With one more thing: well, it's going to be a dry wedding. Huge amount of people who watch this over Christmas—they'd heard us mention it before on the podcast. They talked about it. They said, "Thanks for the recommendation." So, a reminder to anyone who has not been lucky enough to see it yet: there is a big treat waiting for you there on Sky Comedy, and now right now to ease any January blues before we get into any conversations of, well, oh, it's a bit of a stretch in the evening. It's still kind of dull and dark and this will cheer you right up. So it stars Sheridan Smith, who Simon, I know you're a huge fan of and rightly so because she's bloody deadly at everything she does.
1: Yeah, she is beyond talented. She's multi uh, award winner across uh, stage and screen. Um, and I'm working with somebody who's, who was on that show, Arlo Hanlon, who said she was just a tour de force to work with and I've heard that before from other people. She is uh, she's just one of those triple threats, one of those people who can do everything and uh, she's in every scene of this of this show and apparently is phenomenal in it.
0: I'll give AA a try. And you're supposed to be in rehab. I escaped.
1: Yeah, so like you say, Arlo Hanlon is there. So
0: is Paulie McGlynn, so, uh, uh, yeah. a Father Ted reunion of sorts going on. So Rosie's character, uh, or Sheridan's character Rosie Malloy she's addicted to everything that includes smoking booze Terry's chocolate oranges which we're big fans of on this show Good Xanax beer, which none of us had uh, ever admitted to being big fans of on this show uh, Adderall caffeine and, uh, and many more things and uh, it all comes. it's, it's a drug of, of, of some sort Americans take it Adderall It all comes to a head at her brother's uh, Joey's wedding, which if you could imagine just an absolute car crash of a scene where someone who's got a lot of uh, addictions, it all goes, it all comes to a big bang. She wakes up in hospital and then she decides, in order to live and go on, I have to give up everything. And that all sounds fairly heavy and serious, but this is a comedy and uh, a lot of fun ensues on her uh, route to sobriety and um, a better life. So it's there for you on Sky Comedy and now. Waiter, your best
1: champagne, please. Adderall, by the way, is used in the treatment of the attention deficit hyperactive disorder, ADHD, and narcolepsy. Okay. Let's say you don't learn anything by listening to this show. Well, you can. <laughs> <laughs> we just pepper it with uh, medical explanations now and again. So that's all available now. That's season one or two,
0: Ado? It's season one. It's brand new and and just going on the on, on the strength of the, the reviews and the word on the street. Um, I would think based on its popularity, it it, it opens the door, or uh, certainly there's a possibility that we could see season two, mm-hmm. unless she dies in the end. I don't know, but still, that hasn't stopped them uh, doing sequels. No, to shows
1: you could do prequels, yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. speaking of Sky, I went on a bit of a Sky binge at over Christmas, as you do. It was one of the many things I binged over Christmas. By the, the way, this
0: is was- a decent name for a um. Like a 60s uh, foursome of ladies singing, wouldn't it? The Bin Jets.
1: <laughs> Aiden and the Bin Jets. <laughs> yeah. See, that could be in the movie. <laughs> we could set it in the 60s in London. And you are the lead singer of a barbershop quartet plus one, obviously, because it's five years. It's an Irish barbershop quartet, to there's five years. <laughs> 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 Aiden and the Bin Jets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Act One oh. written.
0: Yeah, great. We we'll um, just have to anyway. get someone to do up my singing. Sorry, you're on. You, you were binging no, in the sky.
1: I was. I was. Well, I wasn't binging in the sky. On the sky, uh, I did what's become a bit of a Christmas tradition for me now. And God bless them sky. Do it every year. They put it on every year. I, I rewatched the Godfather trilogy again. No. I say to all of you, I have been treated this day with no respect. I've earned you all money. I've made you rich, and I asked for little. Good. You will not give. I'll take. As for Don Colleone, well, he makes it very clear to me today that he is my enemy. Like,
0: again. Yeah, when you say again, what what count are we up to now?
1: Oh, I think... Third time? Fourth time? No, I think we're up near 50, 60 times each movie. Jesus Christ yeah easily, and you know what 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 is incredible right um so I watched the first one, which was incredible, and my favorite is is part two, and I, I rewatched part two, and I was still learning things, watching it things started, started things were making sense I was going, oh yeah, yeah, you know, he's the guy who did the thing with the yoke, and then he killed your man for the thing with the yoke, and I was noticing things I also noticed little <clears throat> little nods even. When I got to, so in, in part two, as you know, it goes back to Sicily, to Corleone and we follow uh, Vito Andolini. Um, sorry, uh, leaving. he's He's been smuggled out as a child, out of the village, out of the village of Corleone. So, because his, his mother, his brother and his father have all been killed by um, <clears throat> the local mafia Don, Don Lucchese. And uh, so he's smuggled out through the village square at night. <clears throat> and he smuggled out in the basket. Like it's like a pannier for a for a donkey. It's like a little, little weave that sits off the saddles It's two baskets and he's put in one. And there's a scene where the mafia's henchmen are standing on the steps of the church. You can probably picture it, they're standing on the steps of the church in the dead of the night. And they're screaming out, if Anybody is hiding the boy, Andolini will be killed and the donkey and the guy who leading the donkey walk through the square. And he dots his cap and they walk out of frame and Vito is in that basket with the donkey and he gets out. But in number three, there's a scene where uh, Michael brings the family all back to Sicily because Anthony is now singing in an opera. And there's a scene in the same village square and he uses the exact same shot as in shot size, shot lens of the church. So we see the same steps of the church and as Michael and uh, Michael walks into the centre frame. A donkey passes with two baskets in the exact same path, <laughs> and I went. And I only caught that now. So it just got me to thinking that there must be other little what do they call them now Easter eggs, is it uh, in the in the modern movies? Yeah, yeah I but think again,
0: that's the
1: part, yeah. just, just as, as a piece of cinema to revisit and go back on. My God Almighty, and it lasts about like I watched the three of them over three days. It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds, Simon, like um, you're going to watch them again. You know, before the month is out, maybe. You better believe, it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for them. Sucker for them. Yeah, well, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse.
2: Uh, do you? I want to ask you, Simon. Like I've only seen the third one maybe once. I can't really remember, but I've obviously seen the first two a good few times. Mm-hmm. People kind of disregard the third one. Do you think that's fair?
1: Before I answer that question, John, let me just alert the listeners that I've moved to um, the far eastern coast of Kazakhstan to record this part of the podcast. Um, my my microphone, you can bleep all this, John, my pox of a pox of a gee bag of a microphone has failed to keep working. Uh, so I'm now on my onboard uh, microphone. So apologies for the uh, quality, the difference in the quality of sound. To answer to your question, John, uh, The Godfather 3 is given an unfair battering, I think. I don't think people give it enough credit. Um, Andy Garcia is phenomenal in it. He was the only member of the cast who got nominated for an Oscar um, for his part in the movie. Um, I think Pacino is very good in it. Um, and there's some cracking performances in there. Uh, there's some very questionable performances. George Hamilton, I don't know how the hell he's in there. Commentator? the corner. Off oh, danger. McGrath
0: Excellent. Off the crossbar.
1: Ronnie Whelan's with them. They do the Vatican scenes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So George Hamilton, yeah, with the all year round tan, he's in there. He's about four lines in the movie, he delivers three of them badly. But um there's some great characters in there. The the all old time all uh, school assassins over in Sicily are incredible. And I think it's, uh, you know, it's as beautifully shot as one is, you know. Um, and I think the biggest piece of miscasting, obviously, was Sofia Coppola. She was dreadful as uh, the daughter, but I think she's, she's the first to admit that. I think in the hands of a different actress, it would have been slightly different. But I, I think it's a great movie. I think it still stands up, and that ending on the steps of the opera Uh, where, you know, spoiler alert, she gets shot dead and Pacino holds her in his arms as he literally breaks down. It's just, it gives me goosebumps every time I watch it.
2: Hey, maybe I'll revisit it because I'm I'm forever reading about uh, her performance doesn't really stand out to me in my memory of it. But like people constantly reference her performances. It's like, you know, nepotism gone mad and, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing in it. And for such an important role, they should have picked someone else. But I imagine if they were cast in that role at the time, Jesus, there'd be no end of actresses going after
1: it. That's what I would have thought. There's a great article you should read on BBC's website. If you Google "The Godfather Part 3, there's a bit one of those long, uh, long reads on the BBC website. It's phenomenal. And it's all about uh, the Godfather Part Three and why it's given too much for a rough ride in terms of the critics. And uh, have a read of it, and then it'll make you go back to it, and you will appreciate it. I think you appreciate it as well as part of it bookends the stories, you know. And in fact, when I rewatched it last week. It finished, and I went. Christ, I wish there was a four. <laughs> uh, is there any you... possibilities that there could be a four? I mean, or is that ridiculous? Um, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's. It's ridiculous. Um, but you know, whether it happen or not, who takes on the the mantle of, of writing it? Um, so, you know, if, if you if you read online, there's various different articles that talk about um, you know the fact that. You know, Coppola was offered um, a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, in fact, I'll quote you from a site that I have open here and it mentions Sophia Coppola. Um, this is about part three. The trilogy's conclusion, which was part three, felt landed. It landed and felt like an awkward, melodramatic capper to the grounded tone of the first two installments. This is the line here. Al Pacino's ruthless Michael Corleone was transformed from a slick operator into a sentimental old man and that goes without mentioning sophia coppola's notoriously embarrassing debut acting role as michael's daughter mary um it says that the godfather part 3 will always be remembered as good but not great and there was talk then about a new sequel um because fans were you know they wanted a, they wanted a better uh, ending and particularly after number two, and the fact that there was two movies in part two, and I love that about number two as well as an actual intermission. And I love mm-hmm. that. Um, but now, uh, could can you tell you know a Corleone story without Michael? Because Michael dies at the part at the end of part three. Um, apparently, according to some articles, Talia Shire, who played Connie the Sister, was set to reprise her role. There was talk about bringing back Robert Duvall as Tom Hagen. He had he wasn't in number three. Um, and he was referred to as being he was referred to in three as being dead, but there were very little details about it. Um, but apparently according to this website the deal was made in 1999 and then Mario, or sorry, made in the late 90s. Then Mario Puzo died in 1999. So Coppola, by all accounts, didn't feel comfortable developing another project without his long term 25 year collaborator, Mario Puzo. So, mm. no, I don't think so.
0: No, okay, unless Hollywood decide to do what they've done with um, movie series in the past and make the all female version and call it The Godmother.
1: Oh Christ! Where would I buy tickets? Okay, for that? I
0: don't want to get you off the New Year and make you make you angry.
1: By the way, just to just to tie just to tie up that conversation, it, according to this website, it says Coppola recently released a revised director's cut of Part Three in 2020, titled Mario Puzo's The Godfather Coda: The Death of Michael Corleone, and it had a limited theatrical release and it sparked much more favorable responses apparently so there you go that's news from to me there was a new cut of part three Mm -hmm. John which you and I should try and get our hands on yeah definitely
2: he's got a I don't know kind of a a tinkering uh, Coppola when it comes certainly to Apocalypse Now Mm. just can't seem to let those kind of masterpieces go Um, I don't know why he should probably concentrate on making new stuff but look he's of an age he's got his vineyard and everything else probably doesn't need to but he seems to go back to them again and again and again Mm. I mean they're really interesting, uh, incredible you know,
1: movies, so why wouldn't he? But I think what could be really strange is that, if that you know, if after a couple of shuffles off this mortal coil, I wonder would his daughter take on the mantle of directing it because she's turned into a brilliant director yeah. having done Lost in translation. You know yeah, she's mm.
2: to be fair to me, she's stayed away from the kind of gangster uh, fair um hugely. She's nothing in her films it's kind of uh, along those lines, but I would like to see her do something like that. Just take it on because she's hugely accomplished. Um, she showed us all anyway. I know the, the acting wasn't the greatest in the third one, but Jesus, her directing is, you know, she's very singular, uh, very impressive.
1: Christmas.
0: Yeah, that's what you were enjoying over Christmas. Well, it sounds like you maybe need uh, some new things to watch, Simon. And uh, I have a couple of t- television shows that are coming out now or indeed in the coming months, shows that potentially we can look forward to, 2023 shows that have... um have a certain amount of hype around them and expectation. I know, John, you have some movies first as well, so do do you want to tic-tac our way through this and Simon, give us your thoughts. So the first one I'm going to start with is a television show, and I'll start with this because it's released today on the day of the release of this podcast, which will be Wednesday, January 4th. It's a documentary on Netflix and it's called The Monster of Wall Street. Not quite as catchy as The Wolf of Wall Street. But it's a documentary series um, by the filmmaker Joe Berlinger, and it tries to unravel the story of Bernie Madoff's uh, monstrous 64 billion, yep, $64 billion Ponzi scheme fraud. And in the documentary, they're interviewing wow. the victims of that, the whistleblowers, the various investigations to bring him down. And it also features uh, video depositions from Madoff himself. And just um, given the pedigree of Joe Berlinger, it would draw me to this. And it is an interesting story. I mean, it's one of the biggest frauds uh, ever conducted. And uh, it's on Netflix from today. Another one I'm going to mention um, before you come in there, John, this is exclusively for you, Simon, right? Just for you. Oh, okay. It's called yeah. the, the Reluctant Traveler. It's coming to Apple TV now. You're going to have to wait till the 24th of February, but at least we have a release date for it. And it stars the brilliant Eugene Levy as... as Eugene Levy because he's making a documentary series, a travel series where he's uh, sent around the world to um, some of the most beautiful um, once-in-a-lifetime hotels and holiday destinations you go to in places like Costa Rica, Finland, Italy, Japan, Maldives, Portugal, South Africa, and many more. And you might go, okay, I've seen this done before. A famous person goes and does a, a travel series and it's all lovely, lovely. The twist in this is apparently Eugene Levy
1: He's blindfolded.
0: <laughs> no, he hates traveling.
1: <laughs> oh, no, for fuck's a sake, a really? traveler,
0: so they're taking a man who doesn't want to get on a plane, doesn't want to go to nice places, and they're putting him on a plane and taking him to nice places, and that's, you know, where the comedy will come from. It's a perfectly normal uh, thing, and I have to admit, uh, you know,
2: I uh, did a fair bit of
0: masturbating when I was a little younger. I, uh, I used to call it the stroking the salami. <sighs> Yeah, you know, pounding the old but I never did it with baked goods, uh, but you know, your uncle Mort he pets the one-eyed snake five, six times a day.
1: That sounds so up my street; it's practically knocking on my front Useful. door. thank you, Aidan. When is that? Not nice? till the twenty
2: fourth of February, but it won't be. A, it'll be. It'll be coming around soon enough. Now, John, what have you got? I've three for you. One I am looking forward to, and a sequel and a prequel. Not so much, but I'll start with the, the one looking forward to is Oppenheimer. I am sure you're, you guys are looking forward to it as well.
0: We imagine a future, and our imaginings horrify us. I, I watched the
2: trailer yeah,
0: about six months ago, and I was like, "Oh, Grace, is this out in in a month or two And it said coming out like fucking July twenty three. I was like, "Oh, come on!" <laughs> yeah,
2: I hate the way he oh, did this. Like, you have it there a to piece. go, surely. Yeah, it's surely right yeah, to yeah. go. But I think it was like a hundred million or something. It's uh, obviously the story of the Manhattan Project and the development of the atomic bomb, and uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, and I guess his uh, I, a lot of his internal life is kind of explored in this. And I am like, he didn't have a great life after. You know, what was a very influential, I suppose, piece of development in the 20th century. Uh, I'm sure he with all sorts of regret, etc. If not him, it might have been someone else doing it.
1: We knew the world would not be the same. Few people laughed. Few people cried. Most people were silent.
2: It's great to see Killy Murphy again in a lead role, uh, worthy of his talents. Um Away from that, maybe two films that probably cost as much and are probably not nearly as good is Fast and Furious 10 is coming out. <laughs>
0: <Woo>! <laughs> We're into double digits. I love it. I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, the Godfather 4 is not coming out, but uh, yeah, Fast and Furious 10, I mean, just from, I think I've seen maybe two, usually it's criminals are trying to do them over they steal some cars, uh, there's money stolen, they retrieve the money, and then the film ends. That's generally what happens.
1: Don't keep it Sorry. away, John.
2: Spoiler alert. Um,
1: I haven't seen any of them.
2: Worth, they've, they've made, like, they've made a huge amount of know. money, like so much money, that I guess they can't really kill the cash cow they just to keep going with it, which is vaguely nightmarish I'm sure if you're, you're making it and you're not really into it it's like no you're going to have to make another one and another one another one I mean I haven't seen Vin Diesel in the film other than Fast and Furious franchise in about 15 years has he made it a film outside of franchise I don't know You're under
1: arrest Arrest I don't feel like I'm under arrest the only thing I remember him in was Saving Private, right? Yeah. That's right. And he was,
0: he was excellent in that. He was. So um, I'll tell you how much Fast and Furious. What was his name? Carpaccio. Um, I love Carpaccio. Um, <laughs> it was something close to that. He was an Italian American. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> was it beef Carpaccio or was it tuna? Um, Fast and Furious, the reason why they've, they, they, they've made fucking 10 and they might make another 20 is because already, so far, it has grossed over six billion dollars.
2: Jesus. I hope Finn is
1: getting some points on those. I'll tell you what it's done. It's launched a lot of careers though in terms of directors. James Wan directed one of those. He went on then to do his own the Conjuring franchise and all the Aquaman stuff and all, you know, so directors are cutting their teeth on these big action movies and then taking that those skills learned into their own careers. You know? Yeah,
0: but I think if you were to go back and watch the first one, it's like totally jumped the shark in the sense that it was somewhat realistic you know the car chases the sequences now it's just cgi green screen the car crashes off a fucking building or or a bridge it flips through the air 74 times vin diesel falls out of it four times manages to get back in punch the head off 12 <laughs> bad guys and land the car and it goes <laughs> little you know it's ridiculous
2: again 10 installments ten, like you imagine if some kind of ptsd or something you know his character just keeps trundling on not a bother on him Uh, you know, next heist or whatever the hell it is they do in those films. Uh, And then uh, one more, again, I don't know if I could recommend it, but I'm intrigued to see it. Uh, Wonka, which is a prequel to uh, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. Can I guess what this is about? I was going
1: to ask you, can I guess? Come on, I want to hear about, about uh, it's about, it's a movie set in Ikea, and it's uh, one chair is delivered to somebody in Fletcherstöten, in Sweden and one of the legs is a little bit shorter than the other three, and it becomes about the hunt for who made the Wonka chair.
2: <laughs> it costs $150 million. Uh, yeah, that's... Starring. Starring. There you go. Which is about...
0: Mads like... Mickelson or whatever his name is, the guy from the Carlsberg ads.
1: Correct. Yeah. As the ma- as the manager right <laughs> here. That's the film they, sh- they should have made. <laughs> but uh, this is. this
2: one has uh, got Timothy Chalamet being probably a little creepy, uh, but Johnny Depp was in one r- relatively recently with Tim Burton directing. That was about mm. 10 years ago. That was an absolute of shows. Who's By playing one kid? Do we know, John? Tim- Timothy Charlemagne. So
0: oh, he's, sorry. he's Sorry, he's the actor in it, I get
1: you. He is. And he's in Dune 2 is coming out as well, so he's, he'd be busy. I have to be honest with you, I wouldn't know Timothy Charabang if he used <laughs> the whole door.
2: <laughs> I think when you're growing up, you always feel out of your body. You're looking in the mirror to confirm your identity or to shred your identity or to hate yourself. And, you know, um, I think that's probably the most challenging period in life when you're truly... A fish out of water but the brilliance in that too is then you can kind of search for your identity search for what makes you feel grounded find the good people in your life those non-toxic ass people
0: <laughs> i was getting <laughs> confused with m night Chalamagne, that's my bad um <laughs> timothy chalamet you will know simon from such works as timothy Chalamagne.
1: oh wasn't he um <coughs> yeah he was your name's movies i'll tell you if i've seen them or not yeah uh, he
0: was in a 2017 movie called call me by your name he was in a 2022 no. movie called bones and all he was in a 2019 oh. film called The King, and he
1: was was but was, it? was was Bones and all a problem? <laughs> <up? laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it either way. Carry um, on. I,
0: I think I think John, tell me if if I'm in the right ballpark here. Probably what he became known to most people was for uh, starring in Little Women.
2: Yeah, he did. I think that was a big one for him. But I think Call Me by Your Name was was huge from as well. I haven't seen it, uh, but. He's in everything. He was in that last Wes Anderson film, uh, which I quite liked, the name which escapes me. Strange name for film. <laughs> it's a pretty ironic, <laughs> pretty pithy name for a film, all right.
0: <laughs> okay, I think we've established the fact we're not too well up on the career of Timothy Chalamet, but uh, it sounds like a big role for him if he, if he's the title character in this one so good luck to him he was also in Interstellar and Don't Look Up and Lady Bird with Sir Ronan now we know everything we need to know about him John just one question to go back on uh, the Oppenheimer thing when is the release date for that
2: I think it's uh, early summer but you know July 21st
1: will you Google microphone cables for me while you're there either I will No problem. And do you want me to get you some Adderall as well? Yeah, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me give you uh, another TV show recommendation. John, you have one more movie, do you?
2: Um, Just one more, which, again, I think, in terms of the sequels and franchises, is probably on the better side. That's Creed 3 is coming out. I quite enjoyed Creed 1 and 2. Uh, They're
0: good movies. but They are good movies,
2: yeah. yeah. Michael B. Jordan is back. um, Apollo Creed's son. Uh, I thought the second one was great. I don't know where they're going to go in the third one, but look, we'll see. Um, so when's Creed coming out, Creed 3? It's out in like, late March. Creed
0: 3, keep on punching. Simon, did you ever play the video game The Last of Us?
1: Um, I, I did, All right. it, yeah. well, they're,
0: they're, They've turned it into a movie and it's coming out in two weeks' time on the 15th of January. And it stars the brilliant Pedro Pascal, who plays uh, the main character of Joel. And then the teenage girl is played by Ellie. And similar to the game, they have to make their way through this fucking post-apocalyptic wasteland.
1: I don't know Pedro Pascal, but you seem to know.
0: Now you do know Pedro Pascal.
1: Yeah. Do I? The Wi-Fi isn't great in Kazakhstan, but I'll try. I just need to wind it up here. Hang on a second. Pedro Pascal or Pascal. Hey, Pascal. Uh, Jose Pedro Pascal is a Chilean and American actor. Uh, game of Thrones, never saw it. Uh, Star Wars, never saw it. Mandalorian, never saw it. No. So how would I know? You'd know him from um, Narcos. No, I didn't see it. Never watched Narcos. No.
0: Have either of you watched that film? Uh, weird movie, the Nicolas Cage thing, where Nicolas Cage plays himself in several different iterations. Uh, unbearable no. ways of massive talent. It's I only watched it there a couple of months ago. It's very quirky and offbeat, but worth worth a, worth a watch. Anyway, Pedro Pascal is uh, hugely famous, and he's in uh, this movie making of the tele of the game Last of Us. That's coming out on the fifteenth. For anyone who's fans of fucking zombies and monsters and uh, nearly dying in a
1: well speaking of zombies and monsters can i give you two gaming recommendations uh santa was very good to me this year and bought me uh brought me both god of war 2 god of war ragnarok which is incredible and another game called the callisto protocol which is set on this uh, futuristic prison moon in one of the many many galaxies out there and it's fantastic so if you're, if you're a gamer get on to god of war ragnarok and the callisto protocol
0: time is running out the prophecies say Fimbulwinter leads to ragnarok war is coming my story doesn't end hiding in these woods All right, good recommendations. Uh, This one I think a lot of people are going to enjoy. It's a, a show that's scheduled to come out in March on HBO. It's called White House Plumbers. The president needs men of action. Your new mission is to make
2: sure he wins this election. What are we talking about here? Sabotage, espionage. Infiltration, bare-knuckle
1: tactics. Same
2: shit they do to us every election.
1: We have recruited covert operatives to plant
2: surveillance
1: inside the Watergate. You are White House employees on the payroll.
0: For God's sake, don't get caught. It's a mini-series, and um, the title of the show comes from the name, this true story of a a covert group of White White House officials that the then-president Richard Nixon... Richard Nixon! Hey, I'm
1: Richard Nixon. You can call me Dickie. Uh, I would say that Bobby Kennedy, on the other hand, well, I, I would compare him as Alice Longworth used to. As he he was like a 17th century Jesuit priest. That's Roland Keating playing Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah, so God, bless, I God case out. I don't, I don't know where Roland Keating seems to be from now, but anyway,
0: uh, he's a bit more...
1: It sounds like W.C. Fields. Fucking... You're drunk. Yeah, you're crazy. And I'll be sober tomorrow and... You'll be crazy for the rest of your life.
0: Uh, Jimmy Short, I don't know. Um, right, so Richard Nixon had this uh, group of fucking dodgies, and they did many things, most famously Watergate, where they broke into the Democratic Party and fucking tried to, you know, steal stuff. But in this show, gentlemen, is Woody Harrelson, and he plays E. Howard Hunt, who's a very famous dodgy fucker. Justin uh, Thoreau, who's playing his sidekick, Gordon Liddy. Also in the cast is Kathleen Turner and, uh, as we like to say, our very own Donald Gleeson. If you want to know more about this show, just go and watch the trailer. It's called White House Plumbers.
1: That sounds incredible. Because
0: it's obviously a very serious thing that happened, Watergate, biggest scandals uh, of US politics until fucking Trump came along and the Capitol and all that kind of stuff. And of course, it was ultimately the demise of Richard Nixon. Uh, but when you watch the trailer, you'll see there. There's a light touch to this in in how they're telling this story. Uh, it looks like a, a good romp. So it's called White House Plumbers, and it's in uh, March that we'll get to see that. But I'm I'm earmarking that as a a, a potentially big show.
1: Who really killed JFK? Oh Christ. Excellent. Some great recommendations there, lads. What the sky was again this week? All right. So a
0: reminder of Sky's recommendation is uh, Rosie Malloy gives up everything. Comedy drama starring Sheridan Smith. Our, <laughs> there I said it again. Our very own Ardlow Hanlon, and Polly Um, which tells the story of this lady whose life is pretty much a car crash because she's got a lot of bad addictions, and uh, it all comes to a head at her brother's wedding, and she's to give up everything and. Uh, We'll see what happens to her then. It's on Sky Comedy and now, and many people have enjoyed it over the Christmas period. And uh, if you've not seen it, I think you will too.
1: Marvellous. What have we learned this week, chaps?
2: Uh, I think we've learned that Hollywood continues to throw money at films we may want to see and loads of films we couldn't give a fuck about, but we'll go and see them anyway. And I oh,
0: have learned, I once again, Simon, your wire is causing you problems.
1: Not for the first time in my life, champs. I've learned that in Kazakhstan, the national dish is oversized Toblerone and Pepsi Max. See ya! (laughs)